Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, the RR Show, the best show on the internet. Today, I am taking you on a journey into r slash let's not meet. So grab your tea, your popcorn, and a clean pair of pants as we jump in with our first story from Katrina DeVort. Hysterical laughing at 3 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. So my boyfriend and I were visiting a few friends in Richmond, Virginia. We went with another couple and decided to get an Airbnb. The other couples that we went with picked out the Airbnb, but they hadn't really been to RVA before. So the place they picked was about 15 to 20 minutes outside of the city center. Bit of a pain in the ass, but not a big deal. The neighborhood was nice. The house was okay. When we got into the house, it seemed really... I can't describe it. It was nice enough. We were only staying for a weekend, and the owner left us some banana bread. But there was just this odd vibe to it. A bit of a creepy vibe. For example, when I put out stuff in our bedroom, I opened up the closet and there was nothing in it but a chair. Not like a fold-up chair, but like a small child's chair facing the bed from the closet. No hangers, no linens, no towels, just this small chair in an empty closet. I know that reading it, it doesn't sound creepy, but I promise you, it was weird. I brushed it off and we decided to settle in, and then go meet up with some of our friends in the city. Day turned into night, and we all had a bit to drink, and decided to call it an evening at around 1.30am. The four of us head back to the house and went to bed. Usually when I drink, there is nothing in the world that wake me up. My head hits the pillow and that's where I will remain until the sun comes up, so I don't know why it didn't happen this particular night. Maybe it was the feel of the house, but I woke up at around 3am to a quiet (laughs) giggle, like a grown man giggle. I thought maybe my boyfriend was just giggling in his sleep. But when the giggle started getting louder, and it sounded like it was coming from outside our window, The window is located behind the bed and above our heads, so I quietly snuck up to see if I could see anything. Nothing. There was no one out there. But it went quiet. The giggling had stopped. So I was about to just go back to sleep. But then it started back up again. This time I knew it wasn't my boyfriend's, and I knew it wasn't the other couple. The giggling grew louder and louder until it was just full-blown hysterical laughter right outside our window at 3am. I felt my boyfriend's hand clench mine. I didn't even know he was awake. I asked him, did you bring your gun? 
No, but I have my knife. He asked if I saw anything out there, and I said no. The laughing stopped after about 15 minutes. We stayed up till like 4am, looking outside the window, making sure that laughter didn't come back. We finally went back to sleep. When we woke up the next morning, we asked the couple if they heard anything, and they said no. In fact, they thought we were crazy. One of them suggested I dreamt it. But how did my boyfriend and I both dream that there was some random person laughing their heads off outside our bedroom window? I can't tell what's creepier, to be honest. The fact that we heard it at 3am in the creepy house right next to our window, or that when I looked outside there was nothing there. I guess you can chalk it up to my not being able to see it to maybe this person being directly under our window. But why would someone do that? Why would someone just stay for 15 minutes outside of a house giggling and laughing and then just presumably leave? Nothing happened after that. We went home. But to this day, my boyfriend and I still bring it up as one of the creepiest things that's ever happened to us. So to the random dude laughing outside the bedroom window at 3am, let's never meet. Alright guys, now's a good time just to take a second and make sure you're following the show, and if you're feeling particularly generous, you can leave us a quick review. You know, just in case we don't make it back from our next story alive. Speaking of which, it's from Daft Tsar Darkstar, Stalkers in the Canyon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. About four years ago, I was a junior at a small college in LA County. Bordering my town was a large cavernous region known as Turnbull Canyon. It's the kind of place that has a healthy amount of creepy folklore surrounding it, with an area emphatically known as Hell's Gate. Stories of cultic activity, gang killings, abandoned mental institutions, and the like. The kind of shit you hear about any place old enough to have a reputation. In reality, most of the stories were spurned from a tragedy that occurred years prior. A woman's body was found at the base of the canyon, and from then on, the rest is history. Nevertheless, when a photographer friend asked me, and another buddy, to go out to the canyon in order to take some photos of the LA skyline, I had to oblige. The canyon was about a 30-minute drive from our campus, and we had been listening to the King of Limbs the entire drive, which proved to be the perfect ambience to get me feeling pretty anxious about our little excursion. I should also note that I'm a pretty anxious guy in general, so traveling out to a remote area preceded by its reputation for scary occurrences admittedly had me thinking twice about the decision. At the top of the canyon, there's a small residential area, 
a few ritzy houses surrounded by trees and woods. In order to venture into the canyon itself, you have to follow a main trail with several smaller arteries that split off in other directions, that ultimately culminate, after a couple of miles or so, at the base of a steep hill adorned with an old water tower overlooking the city. Anyhow, we parked our car at the top of the canyon road, divvied up the camera gear, and made our way to the trailhead around 1am by this point. After walking the trail for about five minutes, Dave, the photographer, decided it was time to set up his first shot while Jeff, our other friend, and I kept watch. Eventually, he got the shot he needed, and we continued walking for another five or so minutes before Dave decided to set up his next shot. At this point, the trailhead had disappeared behind us completely, and we were a little less than a quarter of the way to the water tower. While setting up the tripod, we noticed the faint glow of headlights off in the distance which was strange because the trail isn't meant for cars, nor is it big enough for them to pass through. If I recall, it's only about five feet wide with shrubbery on both sides. This was clearly a bit of a red flag for us, as we were the only people out there, so we immediately packed up our things and ducked off into the brush, waiting for the car to pass on. Eventually, an old pickup truck idled to a stop about 50 yards from where we were hiding, the truck itself was old and rickety, sitting on a lifted chassis, the bed of which was missing entirely. Growing up in the country, I knew it as the type of truck typically owned by backward folk who lived in the boonies and preferred to be left on their own. We watched in agonizing anticipation as the truck just idled in place for several minutes before flooring it down one of the other trails, the roar of the engine echoing through the canyon. Clearly, we were spooked at this point, the three of us speculating as to our next step. Jeff and I were reluctant to continue, while Dave assured us that it was probably nothing. Perhaps just a guy off-roading, as he put it. So with great reluctance, Jeff and I trudged on behind Dave towards the water tower to get his final shot. Nevertheless, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off about the truck, I mean, I knew plenty of people in high school who would go off-roading for fun in the woods, but never on a finicky canyon trail barely wide enough to hike on, let alone drive. It just didn't sit right with me. After walking without interference for about an hour, we finally made it to the water tower, climbed the hill to the top, and took in the view of the city. Dave, once again, started setting up his equipment while Jeff and I stood on both sides of the water tower, keeping watch just in case the truck came back. Nothing. At this point, it's around 3am. Dave decides that he's got all the shots he needs, so we pack up our equipment and commit to heading back before it gets too late, seeing as how all of us have classes in just a few hours. Just as we're preparing to descend the hill, the truck comes roaring out of the canyon below us back onto the trail, at which point the driver attempts to climb the hill, revving the engine loudly. Scared shitless, the three of us slid off the side of the hill into the bush, clinging to plants and rocks. As the truck finally made it atop the hill, slowly driving around the water tower, we could see the glow of the headlights each time it circled above us. After waiting for nearly 10 minutes, while also trying not to make any noise, the truck eventually descended the hill, stopping in the middle of the trail not more than a thousand yards away. 
We watched as a scruffy man mid-fifties stepped out of the idling truck and into the glow of its headlights, moseying around while looking at the ground. He then knelt down, looking at something in the dirt, surveying the area intently. As he did so, it became increasingly apparent that he was tracking something. Our footprints. This next part still chills me to the bone. As my friends and I huddled together watching in complete terror, another man wearing a long, dark parka emerged from the bush, right where we had been hiking, joining the man by his side. Apparently, he had been out there the entire time we were walking the trail, just watching us, following behind at a safe distance. The two of them talked for a long time, but we couldn't hear a word. They continued scanning the area, looking at our footprints, but eventually got in the truck and drove off down one of the forks in the trail. We sat in silence for a long time, waited nearly two hours just to ensure the coast was clear, at which point we made like hell back to the car, down the canyon and back to our campus, just in time for class. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that one. Don't forget to follow the show and leave us a review if you've got a second. It would be a massive help to us and very much appreciated. And uh, until next time, guys, don't do anything too spooky. Peace out. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.